Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 57. We made it to 57. I feel like we've come back with a bit more energy than what we had at the start of 56. I think we needed that uh, the the real 57 to recoup. Yeah, we're very sorry that there was no podcast last week, but we both, I well, the phrase I used to you was catch my breath. I just needed to catch my breath. I think that's a very generous phrase. I think you said catch my breath and I said I was just a bit scrambled. <laughs> I mean, that's equally diplomatic. I, I mean, I was going to I was going to say something a little bit less diplomatic and even I had to pull myself in. But we're back. We also kind of had, well, actually, we had a Skype call, didn't we? Just to kind of like, because we had some topics set out and they're not really applicable to the current, I really hate saying the current situation, but they're not applicable to the current situation. And then we were in one of those moods and we were like, should we just go live? Should we just go live on Instagram? It was, I think it was the biggest act of spontaneity either of us have ever taken part in. Well, I would just like to say, I think recording this podcast is is pretty spontaneous. So Liv and I were messaging, just deciding when we were going to record the podcast this week. And we were like, should we just do it now? I I was impressed by our get up and go. (laughs) I'm still shocked. I mean, that literally was 15 minutes ago. And we were like, well, just just do it now. Obviously, I had to go for a wee, get a glass of water, make a cup of tea. But, you know, as far as spontaneous, spontaneous, spontaneous activities go. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was pretty out there for me. I'm really impressed. We've done it. We're going to get a podcast out this week with enough notice. Um, how are you? How's your week been or your two weeks? I'm good, thank you. I was saying to you then, I had a really like positive week last week. Um, we were talking about our cycles, as we do. Um, and I said I started the week on day nine, which apparently is my equivalent of Charlotte's day 15, which is... I said I just I got dressed I had a lemon coloured jumper on I was hair done it was Monday so I was very impressed with myself went for a walk did a class I felt untouchable um and I think that kind of carried that set me off on a really like the force of that day nine carried me through to Saturday which was unheard of um so I had quite a good week last week I did feel a bit flat today um but I know that speaking to you will be a bit of a tonic um got through a lot of tv and film which I'm excited to talk about but yeah I'm I'm good I'm good how are you that is oh, I'm so jealous of your day nine we figured out that <laughs> Liv's day nine as I say is my day 15 because my cycles are longer than Liv's so because your day f- like 14 and 15 aren't like my day 15 
love that. <laughs> no. I love how much I talk about this. I'm on day five and I was like really smug because, um, oh my God, I honestly talk about my period too much, but I can't stop. Um, so my period came on day 33. Normally it comes on like between day 36 and 40. So I was like really impressed that it came on day 33 because I've been taking it easy, like getting into bed at like eight o'clock and stuff like that. And I almost was like a little bit braggy about the lack of PMT that I had. Well, listener. Um, yeah, that came to bite me in the arse. So yesterday was so... And yesterday I was a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. I wasn't cross, but I just like... What I wanted to do was cry, but I couldn't cry. Oh, um, what, the worst. You know Cameron Diaz in The Holiday where she keeps trying to cry? No. <laughs> I just knew that if I had a big cry that I'd feel okay. And all day I was, um, Jack was like, I think, you, have, you, have you cried? I was like, well, I can't just cry on demand. Doesn't work like that. Anyway, the thing that really... Your theatre days didn't carry you quite that far. <laughs> the thing that really did it for me was the Friends finale on Comedy Central. Oh, wow. That was a straw. Yeah, yeah, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So uh, I'm pleased to report I had a cry. Um, and today I've like been forced to do work. Um, and it's actually been really good for me just to kind of think about something else. Then how do I feel today? Mm, yes, yeah, sometimes you just need it and you get a bit of a cry hangover. And then you're like, right, OK, recalibrate focus i so had a cry hangover this morning like what what yeah. is that i know i feel like that whenever i've had a big like cry the next day i kind of i feel like i've just had a night on the tiles but like a really bad night <laughs> and then i'm like oh god and then it just you kind of it all comes back and then you're like okay right i did that now i need to pick up where i left off <laughs> there's um for me there's like a crying cutoff point so like I find if you cry after I'd say about like 9 p.m you wake up with like really puffy eyes the next day whereas if I cry like pre 9 p.m I'm kind of okay I realized that a couple of weeks ago actually where I wake up and I mean I look I look like a a vole when I wake up (laughs) I look like just exhausted I look like I've been in a hole for 10 years and then sometimes I like I give it a couple of hours and then my face looks normal again and then I realized that because I was doing like a gym session and then after a couple of hours I still didn't have makeup and I was like oh my god I look all right but when I wake up I'm like Christ live what happens to you in that like in those eight hours <laughs> I'm telling you it's, it's it's an age thing you need to get yourself a silk pillowcase no, but it's it's like someone comes. I was going to say someone comes and sits on my face. <laughs> Less glamorous Careful, than yeah. that. It's like someone comes and just like, like I don't know. It's like I've had mild trauma. It's awful. I just look, I look foul. Is this if you're crying <laughs> like post nine pm? Crying and existing. <laughs> The same things these days, literally the same things. <laughs> literally, there's very little difference. Um, also, I've got a bit of good news to tell you, Charlotte. Ooh. That as we speak, um, I have some onions pickling. Fantastic. Well, actually, so actual listeners will have missed this. This was like exclusive live Instagram live content. Oh yeah, it was. Sorry, listeners. Tell them. Tell them all about it. 
So during our live, the conversation spanned from not much at all, which you will be familiar <laughs> with, to crisp flavours to pickling onions. I know it, it got good. Um, and Charlotte explained to me how to do it. Although, because we're having fish finger tacos for dinner tonight, Joe was like, I sent I sent him a recipe, the waitress recipe, and on it it's got how to pickle onions. So he's using that recipe. Even though I was like, stop, I have one. I have Charlotte's. He's just gone ahead and thrown caution to the wind. But they have turned a beautiful shade of pink. Um, we had some cider vinegar, um, which is a couple of months out of date. I figured it'll be all right. So hopefully Quite bold that will you. still have. I, I thought that, but I did Google it. I said, will I be all right if I eat it? And most people just said, yeah, it might not do as much of a good job as it's meant to do. So I was like, maybe it's a bit like wine. Yeah, maybe. Um, I also should have told you that you can, if you were having tacos or you just want them for one meal, that you can do it in lime juice. Just like really oh. quickly. I didn't oh, tell well, you Joe, that. Has, he did cut up a nine lime for this. So he's got, there's there was a lime on the side. I don't know what he's done with it. I love the way you're like saying you've pickled onions when actually you just sent the recipe to Joe and he's done it. Yeah, but I, all I said, Charlotte, was <laughs> there are some onions pickling. I didn't say who was pickling them. That is true. That is true. That was a very politician way of saying that, that there are pickled onions, but you did not pickle them yourself. Shall we move on to Teletalk? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I think one of the main reasons that I said to you last week was I need to catch my breath is I, I genuinely hadn't watched enough telly and I was panicking. I was like, they can't, they can't hear about nothing. Like, what am I going to talk about? What have I done in a week? And that is pretty much nothing. Um, however, this week, the list is very long. Oh God, not too long, I hope. Well, I mean, it's quite long. Um, so I've watched Friends. Um, I finished The Most Beautiful Thing. Um, I don't know who introduced me to that, but thank you so much. The ending, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but the ending, if anybody wants to discuss it with me, slide, in, slide into my DMs because the ending is shocking. Did not see that coming. And even me saying that, like you won't see it coming. It's it's a lot. But the whole thing is just is just fantastic. We had Bossa Nova music playing in the garden on Saturday and I was trying to pretend I was in Rio de Janeiro in the fifties. Um it didn't quite work. But I did see your Jackie O episode, which was wonderful. My, what of my Instagram stories at my episodes. Yeah. <laughs> 
that sounds a bit more dramatic than it actually was. Um, I think you would really like the most beautiful thing, like more for the costumes, like they're just incredible. But I have finished that. Um, I also watched a documentary on Netflix called Circus of Books, which Ooh. is it's about a couple that own an LGBTQ porn shop in california and they've had it for 30 years and it's basically about the cultural significance of this pawn shop and how i don't want to ruin it too much because it's it's a really good documentary but like halfway through the documentary you're kind of like I don't know, should they really have this like pawn shop? Should they really be benefiting off the community like financially? And then the the documentary like takes a turn um, and then you find out like their true involvement and how much they have supported the community over the like the three decades because they're a straight couple that own this bookshop. Um, Well, it's a pawn shop, but it's called Circus of Books. So that was, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, There's a lot of um, butt plugs and dildos and all kinds of all kinds of fun things um so don't watch it with your mom well not that anybody's watching things with their mom unless you live with your mom um <laughs> it's safe to watch i'd definitely watch it in quarantine oh quarantine friendly watches with charlotte chaplin <laughs> um what else have i watched oh yesterday i went on twitter and i saw like thank you whoever t- whoever said this they were like, you've got mail is on channel five. And I was like, what? And there's, <gasps> there's something about... How a did lo- no one tell me? Sorry, I'm sorry. I had a lot on my hand. I had a lot on my hands. Is that the phrase? <laughs> a, a lot, a lot on my hands. She's got a lot on her hands. A lot in her ha- A lot, a lot on her plate. Yeah, I had a lot on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but there was something about watching it live Um where you just have to stop and watch it and I was like there's no way that June's gonna let me watch this like there's no way I'd missed like the first half an hour Jack had gone upstairs to do some work and um I was like how can I get her to watch this Uh, first thing so I was like June it's Woody like look it's Woody um (laughs) and she just like so for the first 10 minutes she was just like staring at Tom Hanks like he sounds like Woody but he doesn't look like Woody and then like I don't know. She kind of like, she didn't watch the whole thing, but she kind of played around it. So I was really, really happy that I got to watch three quarters of You've Got Mail yesterday. Isn't it great? Oh, it's so good. I forgot how, how good it was. Um, And then because I managed to watch You've Got Mail, I feel like I'm on a monologue here. <laughs> Do interrupt me. Um, But Jack and I have been having like an hour to ourselves on the weekend so like he'll go upstairs for an hour or I'll go upstairs and we get them both Saturday and Sunday but we've now extended it to like an hour and a half if you feel you really need it and on Sunday I felt like I really needed it so um I went upstairs and what's good about like this this 90 minutes of like no like nobody can interrupt you is that you don't want to waste a minute so I like logged on to like now tv and I was like find a film find a film find a film and then I just picked the bodyguard like I didn't really have time to think about it because I was yeah like the film is about 90 minutes long oh my goodness what a watch have you ever oh, seen the, it's the bodyguard intense, isn't it? oh, do you know I've seen I saw it in the theater the theater yeah with I think was it Alexandra Burke that was in it no I feel like it was no. quite a long time ago you're getting your you you're getting all your pop culture references mixed up. No, are you? I'm Did not. You? I'm not. I am. I am not. 
What? <laughs> Alexandra Burke, the what what's going on? Hang on, let me Google this. Yeah, I did. Oh, like like the um the on stage. Like the, oh right, okay, fine. I'm like you're wrong. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I am. Oh, I did not know that there was a musical. Yeah, no, yeah, there is. Sorry, I got really confused then, but it was amazing. She sings I Have Nothing, obviously, and oh, oh. Oh, I really want to go and see this. I mean, obviously, we can't go and see anything right now. Tour dates. I think, are they, are they doing it? Well, it I touring? Don't, I, don't, I don't really know. I'm on the website, but there's not, there's not really any tour dates. So it came out in 1992, so that makes the film 28 years old. It's got Whitney Houston in, and I didn't... I didn't realise it was Kevin Cosner. Afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, that was Kevin Cosner. Um, what a film. It's absolutely, I mean, so tense. I was watching it um, and I only managed to watch half while I had my allocated hour and a half because I fell asleep and had a nap. No! <laughs> but it was such a good nap. Um, it was my first quarantine nap. And um, and then so I watched the second half when it was bedtime. So Jack's in, in bed with his laptop with headphones on and, and I'm in obviously the same bed with a different laptop with, with headphones on and I literally was so tense towards the end and he was like this is like this is intense watching you watch the bodyguard but it's gripping it is so gripping I feel like it's on the cusp for you of being too gripping but just gripping enough yeah I mean there was enough glamour in there with like Whitney Houston and her jewels and like and then I forgot how obsessed I was with Whitney Houston when I was younger so then I fell down a YouTube hole um, and ended up like on car carpool karaoke with Adele at like quarter past midnight oh my god that is always good well I was just thinking who can sing as good as Whitney Houston because she opens her mouth and it's like no effort I know, it's just like super chill and like blasé, like, oh, here we go, da 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 da, da. But, <laughs> wow, wow, that's, I'm so sorry, Whitney. God bless your soul. Um, <laughs> I like, know what you meant, though, but it just looks like she's like, you can just see her tongue, like, go up and down a bit, and she's, I couldn't <laughs> sing like that. Not if you gave me a billion pounds. Not, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you'd give it a good shot, Charlotte. I know, but, you know, she she had such talent. So now I went down this YouTube hole of who sings as good as Whitney Houston. Uh, Jessie J did a cover, which was quite impressive. Didn't think to obviously look up Alexandra Burke. That's what I'll be doing as oh, soon as yeah. I start the podcast. And then I was like, I wonder if Adele is as good singer as, as Whitney Houston. And then luckily somebody had done a YouTube video of Adele, Whitney, Whitney Houston and Beyonce. So you could Ooh. like cut between the three. Oh my god! Oh, it's it's dangerous when you watch a film like that that you get so into that you're like, well, the next two hours following this are just going to be spent reviewing everyone in the film and their back catalogues. Oh, it's I I love it when a film like spins you off into a research pool. Oh, it it's good. It is it is that's that's the sign of a great film. Yeah, Jack's always like he's like watching me at the end of a film. He's like, you're about to go and research this, aren't you? And I'm like, mm-hmm. If it's a bad film, it doesn't mm -hmm. get researched. No, yeah, that that is that is the ultimate sign when you come out the cinema and you're googling. Yeah, I'm like, what, what, what happened? Um, but yeah, it was it was so good. If you've not seen The Bodyguard, which I hadn't, it's one of those classics that's like just passed me by. Obviously, which is why I was like, Alexandra Burke and The Bodyguard, you're mad. 
<laughs> Can you imagine if I thought Alexandra Burke was in the original film? I know, I, like, that's literally yeah. what I thought you were implying. I was like, um, no, you're wrong. Yeah, like, sit down, Purvis. You don't, you don't know, you don't have any trivia. You're drunk. Go home. No, in fact, I'm drunk, and um, I'm already at home. No, I'm not drunk. I've got a cup of tea. Um, but you sent me some you homework watched... this week. I did. I did set you some homework. So. I'd touched on the fact that I'd inhaled unorthodox um, and because I thought it would be something that I thought you would enjoy as well I was like please watch it please watch it because I really want to talk to you about it um, and how did you get on with your homework did you deliver I did I did deliver <gasps> oh I, so I'll sorry. let you I'll let you talk about it first so just to paint a picture um, unorthodox for anyone that hasn't watched it is a four-part mini-series on Netflix about the Satmar Hasidic Jewish community um, in Williamsburg. And it's the story of a girl in an arranged marriage and kind of almost her journey with identity and finding her place in the community and leaving it behind, essentially, in a nutshell. I'm trying to really squish it into a, a nutshell. Um, but what did you think? What did you think? I loved it. Like, I I wanted to watch it, but I really wanted Jack to watch it with me, but he didn't want to watch it. Um, And actually, I found out afterwards that the reason he didn't want to watch it is because he thought it was like a 13-part TV series, and he was like, I've not got time. So I didn't actually tell him it was only a four-parter. And then he was, like, quite annoyed. He was like, I would have watched that. And I was like, well, it's too late now. Um, So... Also, just because I saw on Twitter, like loads of people were like, oh, I hope there'll be a second series. But what it means on Netflix, if it's a limited series, is that is the whole the whole thing. You're never going to get any more. Because I thought, yeah, that, I, think... I, I told you this, that I thought it was limited edition. That I thought stuff vanished yeah. off Netflix. <laughs> I feel like it just ended in the perfect place. Like, I don't, I think going on further just wouldn't have done it justice and I feel like everything that it needed to say was said and it's based on a real life story as well um and afterwards did you watch the making of as well yeah it was so good so Deborah Feldman is the name of the author it's based on her book um and I I just thought the series was amazing because I think and hopefully this isn't giving too much away but like I can't watch stuff like you like you said about the bodyguard like you feel like it's just on the edge for me and I feel like this was as well like it was tense but it wasn't too tense like I did get sweaty palms but I kind of knew that she at least like whatever happens in her journey like I I knew that she breaks free because that's literally in the first five minutes like you know she makes it to Berlin like that's in the trailer um so I kind of knew that she was going to be okay and it was more for me not so much her husband it was the cousin the cousin really stressed me out he was very he, he was wild he he was very wild I think one of the things I really liked about it and me and Joe both commented on this was how at the end there's no one that you okay maybe the cousin's a bit sketchy but there's no one you really dislike because you feel like you you kind of understand every, everyone's perspective and you kind of empathise with each character individually, which I think is such an amazing thing to do with a narrative like that because you feel like everyone is grappling with identity and their place in whatever community they're part of. Um, 
and although the cousin I had I had a few problems with him um I just felt like it was such a it was tied up so beautifully and in the making of it you can see how the researchers and the producers have gone to such length to make sure it's really told accurately and like like gently as well yeah I I think you're so right I love that 20 minutes making of like after that I went into such a research hole um and I ended up on um reading some article that was like absolutely scathing about it um which was from somebody in the community it was actually somebody in Stamford Hill which is where I used to live for a couple of years and I thought the um the costumes were spot on. Like I said, I messaged my old housemates about it because she used, we lived in Stamford Hill together and there's a big Hasidic Jewish community there. And like, I was just like quite fascinated about a lot of the clothes that they wore because it isn't something I'd kind of seen before. And like even the texture of like the jackets and, and, and the hats, like they explained how they managed to kind of like cheat the look of the hats and like the tights and the shoes because you know like studying fashion like I'd be in the queue at Sainsbury's just like really like having like subtly having a look at at everything that they wore so like for me I just thought the costumes were absolutely like incredible but like you say they involved the community like the like due diligence was done with research like it was it was so well made yeah I thought so as well um and I loved 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 Shira Hass, who's the lead actress in it, I think she's absolutely amazing. I um, Have you seen, I think you have actually, because I think you shared it on, or at least the picture from it on the stories where Beanie Feldstein interviews her on Vogue. <gasps> oh, I haven't read it yet, but I've seen the picture and I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's so good. But I definitely would, would watch that. Um, I just love, especially in times like like this like a four-part drama it's kind of like it's done over two nights then and then I can move on to something else yeah honestly so so brilliant I had something else to say then I cannot remember what it was um no sorry ignore me (gasps) oh ignore me but yeah she was amazing yeah definitely recommend a watch it's one of those things that it's hyped like but it's not Tiger King hyped. I don't know why I'm just like in obsessed with slacking Tiger King off when I've not watched it. But like this, I feel like I learned something from like, I don't really know what I'm going to be learning from Tiger King. Um, whereas like this was, I don't know. I also, what I loved about it was just like the feeling of Berlin. Like I absolutely love Berlin. It's like one of my favorite cities. Like I th- I, have I been twice? I can't remember, but both times that I've been or I've been once <laughs> maybe I went once and it just felt like I've been twice but it's my mine and Jack's favorite holiday we've ever been on like I just really love the city I love the people it's just like um somebody said like the city just wears its kind of history on its sleeve like it doesn't try and hide it it's like these atrocities happened here like mm. let, let us educate you about it like we went I think I've said this to you before but we went when it was the 25th anniversary of the wall collapsing it was literally like the most memorable weekend I've I've ever had ever it was just so emotional and just I just love Berlin and I just thought you know it was a really great character uh in the in the tv show (laughs) oh it was it was brilliant yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely give that a watch. Um, I haven't watched anything else. And to be fair, I went on about a 20-minute monologue previous to uh, Unorthodox. Have you watched anything else? 
Uh, well, Joe and I watched Groundhog Day last week, as <laughs> I suppose most people have. How um, so I won't go in. Oh, I know, so meta. I won't go into that too much. Um, but last night, um, oh, we also watched Big Night In, um, which I think we both spoke about last week on our live um keep mentioning the live live I know, if you missed like, it you missed like, it honestly it's going to be like one of those like oh yeah you should have been there like it was a sorry it's an inside joke um but it was it's basically like a children it was with children aid and comic relief raising money um for hang on I'm just gonna check was it yeah, raising money for children needing comic relief. So, oh my goodness, two days ago, it raised £67 million in total. That's incredible. That's unbelievable. But we, Joe and I watched that. We kind of dipped in and out. But um, I'm a, I love things like that. And I was saying how bloody funny Tim Vine was. I forgot how much I loved him. Um, so ridiculous and kind of silly um but steve coogan and rob bryden were also on there so if you want to reverse like reverse watch that <laughs> watch beep, on catch beep, up beep. honestly i can not recommend that enough it was so good and then last night joe and i watched eight days a week the touring years documentary which joe insists we've seen before um <laughs> i love I just, that i love that when you're like no i have not i'm just this was like when harry met sally all over again i just don't think i have um but regardless of whether we have it was amazing um what just, is it have you not seen it what, no what is it tools oh the eight Document- days a week and then yeah. the touring oh i didn't know oh i've seen i did no no, I've not seen that. Do you know what? I wonder... No, just hang on a second. Just hold your disbelief. I wonder whether Jack and I had decided that we'd seen one too many Beatles documentary. Right. Because, honestly, I think we've watched every single Beatles documentary. Like, we've watched the anthology, like, ten times. And we were like, I don't know if we can do it again. Like, I literally think I could tell you every single thing that John Lennon's ever said recorded on camera. Um, I mean, possibly. It has got 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll give it a watch. Maybe I've cut my nose off is, to spite my face. It is brilliant. Um, so we watched that and it just... I mean, we listened to the White Album the other week. Just pro- We were just sitting there. Joe was doing a jigsaw. I was doing whatever on earth I was doing. I can't even remember. Every day it just feels like I'm just scrolling. Um, but it was just... I, so brilliant like you I know this is everything you say about the Beatles feels cliche because it's so hard to say something that hasn't been said a million and one times but you just you do forget how many exceptional singles they have and exceptional songs that wouldn't even enter someone's top 10 or top 20 or top 30 Beatles songs oh they're absolutely incredible and what i always say to jack is sometimes like you know if we have an argument or something i'm like you know that we've been together longer than the beatles like just to put it into context because they were only together for like if like 1963 like even 1962 like eight years i know that's what joe and i were saying we were like how much they grew up and how their style developed it's like it's unbelievable like how much they did in that time i know like absolutely amazing especially even their style like how it changed and evolved and i mean 
Uh, yeah, I just I love them so much. Who's your favourite Beatle? Oh, Liv. Oh, wow. Mm. So right, okay. Just hear me out. This isn't like definitive. So I okay. I think that Ringo has the best style. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I'm not. I can't disagree with you there. Yeah, because like everyone's all about like Georgie's like slacks and chinos and stuff, but Ringo was the boldest. Like he always would like try. He looked like he was having the best time. Yeah, he was like the kind of person where you say like, you know, I'm I'm glad that you got rich because you're spending it well. I think, and I feel like he just really had a good time with it. Like me and Jane were saying when we watched this documentary, like he always looked like he was really chuffed to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was lucky to be there, let's be honest. But Honestly. Yeah. Like, so I, I really love Ringo for like that whole thing. Like if we disregard like Ringo star now, because obviously it's, it's quite easy to be like, oh, John and George are my favorite because they didn't kind of grow up into, to be like embarrassing Paul McCartney. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I love Paul, though. I Paul, really Paul's love Paul. Paul's my fave, but, I mean, I don't... W- would you get on with him now? I don't know. I think I would. <laughs> um, Has as... he said anything Brexity? Has he said anything Brexity? No. Um, I think he did say something about, like, raising money for the NHS, and then everyone was like, mate, you're literally worth, like, a bazillion pounds. Have you donated? He may have done, yeah. we don't know. Okay. Okay. But um, I think I think Ringo said something a bit Brexity. Not not that that's like you know a full judgment on anyone's <laughs> character because everyone has their reasons. Um, <laughs> Have they said anything a bit Brexity? Um, yeah. So, but then no. You... But then there's people like Morrissey, isn't there? Who you just think, oh, please stop. Well, I've always I've never liked the Smiths, so that's kind of really worked out for me. Um, oh, that's a shame. My favourite jumper's got the bloody Smiths on them. <laughs> Oh God! That yeah, then that's a nice jumper. Actually, I know which one you mean. And I do like the Smiths. I stand by that. But just I wish Morris. So would stop yeah, them. I don't know who my favorite Beatle is. Like I literally, I've been, I've, I've had phases of them all. I think I would maybe go Paul or George. I think maybe the edges on George. Yeah, it's, yeah, of course it's George. It's always George. It's always been George, babes. Uh, what about you? Sorry, you asked me that question about 10 minutes ago. No, because I, I completely agree. Me and Joe both said George very, very closely, followed by Paul. Um, an equal Paul to, jo- to John. Mm. Do you know what's interesting, though? Because I texted my aunt last night, my nun's sister. Um, so technically great aunt, but we call her aunt. Anyway, Um and if she's listening, hi, Auntie Susan. But I know that her and my nan went to see the Beatles. We were watching this and I texted her. And I was like, did you and nan ever go and see them? And she said, this was what she replied to me with. She said, yes, my mum wouldn't allow me to go with my friends. So I went with your nan and the next door neighbour. I got quite crazy as all the girls were screaming for Paul and I really wanted John. I then worked on the animation film Yellow Submarine and my boss allowed me to go with him to the rap party and I met them all, but I was under strict instructions to stay calm, but I nearly passed out. And I was like, what? I've got goosebumps. I was like, how did I not know that? And that's why I kind of had one of those moments where I was like, God, I really need to ask all of these questions to family that I've never asked before. I don't know. It's just one of those things I think I take for granted. Like they've seen the Rolling Stones in like Lewisham. And I was like, 
the animation for Yellow Submarine. What the fuck? That is so cool. Oh my God, I think that's the first time you've ever said the F word on the fringe of it. We're going to have to put some explicit stickers all over this episode. It deserved it. It deserved it. I'm just like, how cool though? Oh, I know. She'd never mention it, like, organically whereas I feel like if it was me I'd be like oh hi my name's Liv by the way I worked on the uh, yellow submarine animation how are you <laughs> at every wedding buffet oh hello uh, sausage roll was it oh I, I did do the animation on yellow submarine honestly I think that would be in my Instagram bio yeah I might I... have a word with Auntie Susan about repositioning herself <laughs> or maybe you could put it in your Instagram bio like my great aunt Susan worked on a uh, yellow submarine how are you? <laughs> My uh, great uncle was a puppeteer on Thunderbirds. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, we would, so it was my nana's sister's husband. Um, yeah. And, and it was one of those things, like dad was saying the other day, that he actually wrote a book about his life. Um, and because it, it was so interesting. Like, he, you know, he had without going into it, like two gunshot wounds and he escaped from Poland um, during the war. And then he was like an, a puppeteer in Thunderbirds and his life was so interesting. He wrote a book, but the manuscript got lost and dad was, my dad was oh just, I say God. the other day, it was uh, pre, pre this and we were just all sat around when, like swapping nuggets of little bits of information that we knew, but we actually we don't know that much because I feel like that generation are quite modest. That's amazing yeah so much more modest I love than that. us <laughs> honestly but i guess the the things have changed we have to we have to wear our achievements on our sleeves i guess <laughs> um like the girl guides here are my achievements <laughs> oh my god honestly that is so impressive i feel like every week we should talk about cool things our family have achieved I feel like this is like a, a listener shout out. Like I feel like this could be some really, a really nice thing that we could read out if people could send in stories of what, um, not what they've been up to, don't care, what your uh, grandma or your great aunt or if you've got like some wonderful family history like that, like name droppy AF. Oh yeah, we want to know your best name droppy family history achievements. Yeah. Please. The more glamorous, the better. I know. No, there is. Oh, I, I've got another one. Oh, go um, on. <laughs> God, no, while we're at it, my nan, my nanny Joan, um, used to be. I think I'm pretty sure this is right. Um, an Elizabeth Taylor impersonator. What? That's awesome. Like, I just feel like I'm bringing. Yeah, I'm sure. I th- I feel like people you say she always looked like, and maybe she used to do some. I don't know whether it was like. I don't know. I love the way maybe, you could be just know, making parties. stuff up now. No, but I'm pre- I'll, I'll fact check it for next week, I promise. <laughs> That'd be great. Look at me, like, thinking, what else? What else? Okay, leave God, it with I me. Re- really digress. We really digress. Well, Have you watched anything else? <laughs> no, I want to digress back to Groundhog Day because do you know how many days um, Phil, what's his last name? Phil, Phil. What was Phil's last name? Christ, I can't remember. Hang on. Phil, Groundhog Day. Phil Connors. Phil? Phil Connors? Yes. Phil Connors. Um, how many days do you think that Phil Connors lived that day? Oh, my God. Too many. Like, rough guess. 17. 17? You're going to be on the floor when you find this out. 12,403. <gasps> how did he keep going? 
Well, so somebody made like a really funny meme of like where all the different Phil Connors, because it's like one bit where he just gets drunk. Like he's just obnoxious for like a whole period. And then like he, you know, like, so you know the montage bit? That's 12,000 days. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Such a... I, I couldn't do that. I'd just suck it all in. <laughs> well, he, he, not laughing, but he does, I'm sure he does try at one point to, he's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, Who can blame them? 12,000. 12,000 days. Well, 12,403. Crikey, that's a lot. That's too much. That's too many. How many days have I been alive? <laughs> um, I think it works out at like 10 years. Oh, eight, oh, sorry, eight months. Sorry, let me start that again. According to the website Wolfnards, which ran the numbers, Phil was actually trapped for eight years, eight months and 16 days. Oh, that's not fun. Eight How many years. days in twenty-seven years? I've been no, no I've been alive nine thousand eight hundred fifty-five days. That can't be right. No, yeah, that, no, that calculator's wrong. Oh my god, our maths is not our strong point. Yeah, no, I really don't. I really, really don't think that we <laughs> we should start doing mental arithmetic. We're I'm gonna taken. Before we start this, I'm going to move over to the inbox because we have had some emails um, and I oh, don't want to embarrass Before we us. do oh, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just on the while we're on telly talks, I've got one more thing to say. All right. Um, because this will be out in time. If you follow Another Matinee, um, which is an amazing vintage brand started by our friend Sarah Brand, um, she has just launched the Another Matinee Film Club. Um, and this week's film, which is, I say this week for the next, until I think this Sunday when it's being reviewed, is Wildlife, um, which is Carrie Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's on Netflix. So if you'd like to watch it, I will be watching it this week. Um, and I think everyone will be reviewing it this coming Sunday. So I just wanted to drop that in in case anyone needed a film to watch they perhaps hadn't watched before or wanted to revisit that they already love. I'm, I'm done. I, I like homework, like film watching homework. I'd also like to... <laughs> I've got this like mini storage heater next to me because it's not really like heating weather, is it? Um, but it is a bit cold in my office and I've had it on and now I don't know how to switch it off and I'm absolutely boiling. And I've been like like oh, quietly dear. trying to fiddle with it while I'm while while we've been recording the podcast, but I'm ab- I'm absolutely sweating. Oh god. Stick your head out the window. I just, needed to, I just needed to tell somebody. Right, back to the inbox. We've got two whole emails this week. Top of the inbox, we've got an email from Lisa Verhoeven and it says, Good morning, Charlotte and Olivia. Firstly, I would like to tell you that I woke up this morning to find the wrapper of a Tony Chocoloni in the bin and behold, my boyfriend doesn't even eat chocolate. So I investigated it and found there were still a few pieces of chocolate inside it. She wrote that bit in capital letters. Sadly, I was too late to save them. I can't be held responsible for what happened to my boyfriend. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Oh, I know. Secondly, I have two telly tips for you. Abs- oh, sorry. After I absolutely devoured Virgin River, I started watching the English game on Netflix. It's set in 1870 and it's about the history of football in brackets, but mostly not. It's written by the man who's also written Downton Abbey. I actually can't continue with this email. I'm so excited. It also came- contains a long shot of well-trained <laughs> naked torso of a man with a strange moustache. So I guess it was made with a stereotype woman in mind. 
I'm loving this. Um, she's on episode two, but so far, so good. And Lisa would also like to point out that we should give The Mandalorian on Disney Plus another go. Um, I did. I do think we mentioned it and brushed it aside an, uh, a couple of weeks ago. No need to know anything about Star Wars. The music is fantastic and there's no blood, which is great because like Charlotte, I can't handle anything. No outfit inspiration, though, unless your favourite fabric is metal. <laughs> well it is thank you for saying thank goodness also very happy that the two of you found your rhythm with the podcast really need it in these strange times thank you very much stay safe and mostly positive lisa i think lisa spoke too soon there with our rhythm (laughs) we're back we're back we're Um, back lisa we promise yeah and this is mostly just a nice email from um emily pickering um Emily says, hi, Charlotte and Liv. I'm not writing this email for any purpose other than say hello and share my appreciation of your podcast. I can't tell you how many times I've had to pause it and run and tell my housemates about a topic or idea you've spoken about as everything's just so relatable. I'm 20, loud and proud to be part of your early grandma club. I can't think of anything better than snuggling on the sofa with my dog and watching Bake Off or a Meg Ryan movie marathon. Um... I won't read any more because it's really nice. Um, I'll forward you the, the nice bits. But uh, she says it's a perfect hour of heartwarming escapism. Um, lots of love from Emily Elizabeth. Oh, and Liv, she'd really appreciate it if you could tell her what paint colours are in your office and bedroom as her flat is needing an injection of life and colour. I can. It's We have Middleton Pink in um in this office which is pharaoh and ball but i think you could probably get it mixed up cheaper elsewhere and in the bedroom it's trees is green by pharaoh and ball um do recommend i feel the pink was as it's quite light perhaps slightly patchier but the green was nice and consistent (laughs) i love as like a bonus ball there you got like this is how how it goes on yeah oh yeah especially when you're investing in um and ball it's true you can so i was um i don't know if i should say this but i did get some pharaoh and ball mixed and they are a bit naughty at the paint mixing superstore that shall not be mentioned you literally just take the card up and they just mix it there for you that is quite cheeky but yeah. I, but i don't know, know what the application's like so well yeah can't speak for that um anyway that's all i've got this week have you got any more any more for any more? So a couple of other notices I wanted to pop in um, is one, um, I've done a blog post, not to drop my own, um, you know, promo promo in here. Um, but I've done a blog post about all my favourite Instagram lives I watch every week, like the cool person I am. And one person who I absolutely have been loving is Lou Doylon. Doylon, she's French. I probably don't say it like doily. Um <laughs> she'd probably be mortified but she is Jane Birkin's daughter and every day she does she I think it's five at five um even though she's just started now but she reads like a poem or a bit of a story and it's just so therapeutic to listen to it's like story time so I've been absolutely loving she's just so cool like just she, on her bio she's like oh, is it there or raising a teen I'm like you have a teenage child it's unbelievable um and one more thing is there's one song I have been listening to over and over and over and over again this weekend um and it's a song called Doghouse by Trudy and the Romance and it came out last year and I just cannot stop listening to it so 
that's all of my notices. Have you got anything else you'd like to drop in? No, I don't think I've got any notices. If we're going to start carrying on like the WI, I would have prepared some notices. Um, I'm going. <laughs> I will have notices for next week. Um, we actually do have one more thing to say is that next week's podcast theme is going to be funny quarantine tales. Um, so if you've got any experiences in quarantine that are laughter inducing, quite funny, um, that have happened to you, a loved one, someone you saw on the street, we would love to hear them. Um, obviously only if they laughed, if something happens to them and they laughed, you're allowed to share it. If they didn't laugh, maybe not. Um, so if there's anything you'd like to share with us we'd love to talk about it because we're going to be doing a bit of an episode about all the weird and wonderful things we have experienced so far um if you could send a voice note preferably but i know for a lot of people that that's not your idea of a good time but if you want to type it <laughs> or record it um send them all to the fringe of it at gmail.com and also yeah send any wonderful stories that you've got about um any any relatives that involve um celebrities from yesteryear i really want to hear them so um to repeat that that's the fringe of it at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at fringe of it um, and you can find us on twitter at the fringe of it um and then on facebook for uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it um lastly if you could review and rate us that would be wonderful because it helps other people find us and we will speak to you next week have a lovely week stay safe and stay indoors thank you very much for listening Bye. Bye. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. I was like, what is he going to say?